This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hello, Kate. How are you? I'm good. Lots is happening. Uh How are you? Same. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that everything in the world is slowing down, but I feel like I'm moving in the opposite direction. Speeding up a little bit. Yeah. So um, I got a new job. Crazy. Congrats. Thank you. It's fucking great. I really, really like it. So proud. So happy. Um, yeah, that happened, and then today we also welcomed 29 chickens. <laughs> so, I know. The the 25 of the 29 are not my idea. Oh. Well, Liz, Liz really wants to raise meat birds, and this is our second year trying it, because last year mm. something killed all of them in one day. So, we're trying it again. Um, I mean, I'm excited to have... Like the most locally raised meat you could possibly have. It's crazy to me that you're gonna raise your own fucking meat chickens. Oh, I hear. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can hear them. Mm-hmm. If they're fu- those are the four um, laying hens. They're they we raise them in our house. The sweet little babies. Um, the widow babes, and then the mutants are out in the garage where they belong. Where they belong. Where they belong. In the fucking bell tower. Um, so, yeah. It's been a lot. Um, how how are things going for you? Well, we're on break this week for school, so that's been great. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris, we talked a lot about how this was my week to recharge. And we had some words because I said, like, there were some things I wanted to do for work. And he's like, you always set these big expectations up for yourself and then you Mm. always disappoint yourself and Mm. then you get upset and stressed Mm. out and you do it to yourself every time and all I do is sit by and watch and it's horrible and I hate seeing (laughs) you put yourself through this so don't do any work so I said there were three tasks I wanted to do that would bring me peace if I did that okay if I didn't do them that was okay um everything's about half done and I'm okay with half done because I'm also I didn't really enjoy my break. Like it wasn't a break because mm. I'm still an adult, right? So You're I did all the, I did all the things. Chris, Chris has a new job and his hours are crazy because it's a startup, so he's working crazy, crazy hours. Yeah. So in order to do that, um, I do all the things for him. So he just gets up, basically goes to work. That's very eats. good of you. Yeah. Yeah, and th- and I'm able to do that this right. week. Next week we'll go back to more of a balance more, again. Yeah. But right, right, he's right. A, he's really appreciated it because um, he's been pulling some long hours and would not be able to do it. Yeah. Well, otherwise. listen. A lot of times, becoming okay with imperfection is is progress, right? Mm. Like I think yeah. you and I were both raised in the same <laughs> kind of environment of. If it's not perfect, it's not worth doing. And I'm, I'm, do you many times I rewrite sticky notes that are just girl, notes for myself to remember? Same. I so, waste so many to the point I don't even want to use my sticky notes anymore because I don't want my supply to run out and they're too pretty to waste and ruin. Mm-hmm. But this year I was like, no, I'm not buying any more off supplies. I'm using everything I have except for pens because I do lose those. But. Yeah. Oh, I lose them constantly. But like, 
Yeah, get get okay with imperfection, especially now. I think a lot of people went into this whole thing setting these insane expectations uh-huh. of I'm going to make sourdough bread and yep. or regular bread and steal all the fucking yeast from the people who actually make bread. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, you know, like just setting these huge things like, oh, I can finally do this project or I can finally yeah. finish writing this book or I can finally. It's like you're st- you still have your life's. Um, interruptions, even if you maybe you aren't working forty hours a week, but I am. And you know? yeah, me too. I'm working way more than I was before because of all this. Plus the trauma of a global pandemic. Like, be gentle on yourselves. You don't need yeah. to come out of this more accomplished, in better shape. Nope. Um, Just alive. You know, having reached nirvana, learning how to meditate, like. Do what makes you happy. In therapy, I learned that should is like a four-letter word. Ooh. Because she heard me doing it. My therapist heard me do saying like, I should be doing this and I'm lazy because I'm not. Mm, and she was mm-hmm. like, should is a bad word for you. Huh. And, it, and I just stopped doing the should. And I feel so much better. Because guess what? When I'm saying should, I'm not doing it anyway. Right. I'm not doing what I quote unquote should be doing. So You're just still not doing it. Give myself the permission to fucking not. And you feel but, so much better. The guilt from, subsides eventually. It's a slippery slope for me when I give permission. What does it slide down to? Just not doing anything. Like losing all motivation. I had this conversation with my therapist and she was like, then that's what you need. Then that's what you need. I was just like, the unchecked permission has never been something that I've understood. Right. I don't understand it. Nope. Right. Right. So, um, and she was like, you know, she talks about like rewording things. Like instead of should, like you said, like I'll feel better. If I can get this done, like, I know this would make me happy mm-hmm. or whatever. Instead of just being like, I should do this, but I don't want to. So like this morning I was laying in bed. I'm like, oh, I should get up. And I was like, no, bitch, you said Tuesday, Thursday, you were sleeping in. Yeah. Close your eyes, motherfucker. Close and I slept your for another hour. Eyes. Close your eyes. Um, yeah. So don't be a hero right now. Unless you are a literal hero, a.k.a. working anywhere on the front lines. Ugh. Bless you all. Thank, Thank you. you for continuing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Oh, we did our first live watch, and it was a fucking blast. <gasps> Woo! It was amazing. It was so much fun. I had such a good time. We got to mm-hmm. actually face-to-face talk to some people, and then we're just like in the chat the whole time talking to everybody throughout the episode. It was so cool. I think it was, it was really cool. It was really on our level, you know, that we could just chit chat the whole time. So we're a hundred percent doing another one of those. Go um, I definitely want to try to do it during the day again so we can get our international pals in. Um, so on a weekend coming up, we will do sure. one in the middle of the day. So stay tuned for that. Write us on Twitter at Hey Beautiful Pod. Let us know what episode you want us to do because we don't need to go in order. We can do any How I Met Your Mother. Uh, we can do any How I Met Your Mother episode, any classic one that you want to watch, we will watch it together. So look out for that and give us your uh, your ideas. And um, last but not least, before we get into this fantastic episode that we watched with all our friends, did you see 
our post on Instagram about the quarantine houses? I did. I need to know which house you would pick. Oh, I need to see them again. I know. I need to look too. Let's go look. So we posted on our Instagram, also at Hey Beautiful Pod, about um, we Can did you go that on Instagram from like an internet browser. Me? I don't have my phone with me. Yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, I want to look at the houses. Yeah, you for sure can. That's how I'm doing it. Um, yeah, so at Hey Beautiful Pod on Instagram, we posted quarantine houses. We did that meme with characters from How I Met Your Mother. I did my best to mix them up. Which house would you be in, Caitlin? I know which house I'd be in for sure. I would pick house two. Oh my God, me too! Best friend. Of course. I love Marshall, Patrice, Clint, an angel, Claudia, amazing. Karen, who fucking cares? Karen would so just many... be fucking reading Baudelaire in the corner. We've got enough good, pe- yeah, I don't care. Like, there's enough good people Ugh. in there. And the drama between Claudia and Karen, just imagine <sighs> the fucking daggers. So good. I can't. And and it's kind of like a not even a like a contest. I know most people said either house 4 or house mm-hmm. 6 because they had the least crazy people. But for me, I kind of want a little bit of crazy. I think that's way more fun. Yeah. And I agree a couple people said that house 2 would have the best snacks because there would be weed. Mm-hmm. From Clint mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. And mm-hmm. Patrice makes cookies all the time. Victoria does bake, but... Right. Can I, can I tell you? I just saved this episode over another episode, like, and it left in the air horn, and the air horn just scared the <laughs> fuck out of me. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. House two, hands down. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, nobody picked house one. House one has Ted, James, Sandy Rivers, Jeanette, and Wendy the waitress. Absolute stinker of a house. Absolute stinker. I probably could have spread that out a little more, but that's all right. There had to be one, right? Fuck, Mary kill. It's got to be one. That's the kill house. It's the kill house. You have to have a kill house. I thought maybe Sandy would make people like, "Eh," but no. He was not enough. Poor James. Poor James in that house. I I shouldn't have done that to him. Oh, that's right. Why did I do that to James? Had to be, you know what? He'd be happy to take one for the team. He would understand that somebody had to do it. Yeah. Captive audience. I'm sure it would be fine. Anyway, <laughs> so that's that's it for now. Stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you, all 13 of them tonight. Because who doesn't love this episode? And now let's get into woo. Uh, there's four O's. Did you say them all? I I think I did. I think I got them all. Yeah. (laughs) This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Russell, Tish, Johnny, Zet, and Ben. Thanks to all our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month, and you'll receive all the perks we offer, including monthly private live streams with us and Himium-themed recipes. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. This is Season 4, Episode 8. Woo! It first aired on November 17th, 2008. Our writers are the creators, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. If you couldn't tell from the fucking zingers throughout this entire episode. And our director, of course, Pamela Fryman. So we have the whole crew. And that's why this episode is an absolute classic. Just firing on all cylinders. So... 
We open with Lily and Robin at the bar. Robin, we find out, still unemployed, single as we know, and she's leaning on Lily more than ever because she's just sort of, like she says, adrift. Mm -hmm. And she really wants to have a ladies' night, but Lily can't because she's got this new friend Jillian from work who is having her birthday party. Rude. Caitlin knows something about jealousy of new little, friends. A little something. A <laughs> little something about that. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the first time we've ever seen Robin jealous of Lily. Of Lily. Like, we've, we've already seen bisexual Lily several mm-hmm. times. But I feel like this is a little bisexual Robin. I think so, too. Bisexual Robin! So... Lily's like, calm down. We hang out all the time. But Robin reminds her, Marshall's always there. There's always this third person who makes me feel like the third wheel. Lily doesn't believe it, but then we get a cut to (laughs) them at Marshall and Lily's apartment, and it seems like they're just having like a really intimate girls chat. But then Marshall snuggles in next to Robin on the couch, and she goes into this like code speak Mm -hmm. that does not lose Marshall at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. He got the country of the ambassador under whose desk they were. Like, Lily, I mean, it's canon that Lily and Marshall tell each other everything, but be cool, dude. Yeah. But he thinks they're all best friends. All three of them. Like, it's not, like, there is no boundary. No boundaries. There is no line. Like, of course... This whole group is team no boundaries, except Robin tries to set some sometime, right? <laughs> Lily invites her along to this birthday party. And then, again, Marshall rolls up, and the same sort of thing happens, only we find out Robin has a yeast infection, and uh, Marshall is also privy to that information. So talk about no boundaries. So then Barney joins the group at McLaren's and has a really big announcement. He is forever going to pull ahead of Marshall and will officially and once and for all be Ted's best friend. So Mm. it turns out that GNB needs a new headquarters and Ted is an architect who is currently working uh, on the new York library in York, North Dakota. (laughs) And he makes a dad joke about only being two sections, fishing and non-fishing. Fishing and (laughs) non-fishing. Classic. I am so good. There's a lot of good fish fish jokes throughout the course of this move, this show. So yeah, maybe that's the first. Um. So yeah, uh, GMB needs a new building, and Billson was filling in uh, the group about it and said that they've already approached um, this Swedish architecture collective, Sven. And then we go Sven. back. We go back and forth between like Barney and 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 like the group at the bar. And Ted's like, oh, Sven, which is basically a trio of white dudes and all black unitards mm-hmm. with sunglasses. And Ted hates them. Very Swedish. Yeah. And Barney really plays up the scene. And he's like, you can't let a non-American company, blah, 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 blah. And so basically they agree to hear Ted, who is a fantastic American architect, uh, mm-hmm. his pitch. Ted realizes this is a huge, 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 huge opportunity for his firm. But even better, Barney points out the dream that Ted can be part of their conference calls. So a conference call is actually total bullshit. It's where they just go (laughs) 
you know, one says to the other, hey, the conference call is about to start. And then they just yeah. stop and go up to the roof and drink beer. And Barney apparently throws crumpled beer cans at pigeons, but Marshall does not do that. Uh, but it would he be doesn't. a really, really big opportunity for Ted. And the conference call remind me of at my old job, I used to have a secret pizza party group. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, we had, I would put up. Um, every like, I don't know, five weeks, six weeks or so, we would alternate who paid for the pizza. It was always the same order mm-hmm. and whoever paid got to take home the leftovers and we'd meet oh, in my smart. office cause it was kind of away from everything. Yeah. And I would put a sign on my door that said I was testing. Oh my God. <laughs> and there would be a special knock and Ooh. then you could come in for the pizza party. Can you get share Pepe's this? pizza. Oh. oh my god! Garlic That's worth and it. chicken, like chunks of garlic. Ooh, Ooh it's so good! If you guys have never been to Connecticut, Frank Pepe's pizza is the shit. Delicious. Honestly, any pizza you get in New Haven is really, yeah. really good. Like, because I'm sure if anyone's listening, it's from New Haven. They're like, oh, Sally's, uh, modern, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. like you all have your fave, okay? But Frank's was, I mean, Pepe's was like always our go. I do like modern a lot too. Modern is very fucking good. Um. And bar is good. Yeah. Wait, can you tell us what the knock was? Can you share it with us? It was just. And then I'd say, yeah, that's a class. Yeah. Thank you. And then I'd say, I'm testing. And then they'd say, Donna Martin graduate. And then they could come in. No. Because we've called ourselves the peach pit. (laughs) Oh my God. I hate you people. It's so good. They, They were also like. In that age group where they were older than us, where, like, they grew up watching 90210, where for us it was a little too old. Yeah, like, we watched it later. Yeah. If you watched it, yeah. But they, like, watched it. And, oh like, that was, God. like, their time. I so they called themselves the Peach Pit Crew. Love and they love it. Yeah. We had, we had, um, it was definitely not as fun as that. But we would do, well... We had two things to get out of work. So one of them was creative co-working every Friday because we were the marketing team, you know. I I mean, we would – it wasn't like getting out of work, but we would all hang out together. Team building. Team building. You guys were the dream fucking team. Collaborating. Collaborating. You're creative. Like you got to get the juices flowing. Fun shit too. Like I would read their tarot cards and stuff like that. And that was always on Friday afternoons. That was nice. And then we'd also do a code 1050. And so a code 1050, there was a conference room downstairs in our office building and there was like it was always a ghost town down there. Mm-hmm. So if we did, we would schedule a code ten fifty for like three thirty, and so then we could just like fucking jam out when we finished. It's like code ten fifty, bring your shit. Nice. And and we never used that conference room unless we were doing a ten fifty because we hated going down there. So if anyone saw it was a ten fifty meeting, you'd be like, yeah, and you knew exactly <laughs> what that meant. You brought all your shit to that meeting, so. What was the Good other times. one called on the Fridays? Oh, the creative what? co-working. I love that. Creative co-working in the 1050s. Yeah. Why was it 1050? Is that the name of the conference room? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. It was 1050 was the, the conference room. So I love it. Love it. Good times. Good times, yeah. great oldies. Um, so a couple things about your scene before I go on to giddy ups. Um, first of all, Marshall loves that Kawasaki shirt. He's got that green fucking shirt on again. It will not die. That's great. Um, Also, we skipped over the fact that Barney 
compares Sweden to France. Oh yeah. Oh, it's France. He has I no idea. Love. He has no fucking idea. So I just, I just love those two little, those two little bits. I also said Bilson definitely voted for Trump, and then it made me wonder if Barney voted for Trump, and I didn't really want to dwell on that very much. <sighs> Bilson did. Bilson for sure did. Everyone in that room did, but Barney. I wouldn't want him to, but I know he would because he likes money. He loves money. <laughs> he respects a fucking scumbag. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Did Barney vote for Trump? See, I, I so I talk about this Listen later on comments. too, but Barney surprises us in good ways and not so good ways. That's true. His brother is gay though, so maybe he's like, I can't fucking do that. Yeah, I mean, I he like loves James, James more than anything. And I feel more like than James money. would be like, Listen, bitch. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, so yes, we're gonna say yes. James's brother, uh, Barney's brother, pulled him from the brink of voting for, sure. for Trump. No fucking okay, way. Cool, great. He wouldn't do that. I feel to good James. about that. I feel good about that. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Um, Ooh, me too. Yeah, cleared it up. Cleared it up. So cue the twangy country music because it's time for giddy ups, bitch. Oh my god. I love this so much, and uh, part of me the whole episode was like. Is this sexist? I don't know if it's sexist, but I don't really care because it's very fucking funny. Um, but I do really want to talk about what we think the equivalent of a woo girl is with dudes. But we can think on that. Okay. Um, so Lily and Robin walk into this bar and they're both horrified. And <laughs> Robin's like, your friend is having her birthday here. What is she turning? 19? <laughs> oh, it's so love. bad. So good. Um, Lily just fully cannot believe it because at work, Jillian is nothing like this. But there she is in her soft, patchy, leather-ish cowboy hat. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Remember the early aughts when Britney Spears wore them? <coughs> Never had one. Never had one either. Whew. Feeling good about that choice right now. Me too. I remember feeling like a little left out because one, out. I didn't know where any of them bought the hat. Yeah, they had some like shitty ones at Target, I think. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, I want to wear one too, but. I'm glad you didn't. Me too. I I'm mean, so I did a lot of really, I, prom, I had gloves and a tiara, so oh, I bitch. mean. Oh, bitch. Yeah. You know, um, I made some really poor choices, but I'm glad that wasn't one. Very bad. Um. So we see Jillian there saying we've got bottle service, which is a woo girl thing. Woo! And they all woo. And then we get this great description from future Ted about what a woo girl is. And so it's basically, you know, women who are, are based, are described by the sound they make like a, like a bird. Um, and so we start hearing all the little thing or seeing all the little things that make a woo girl, a woo girl. And there are so many in this episode, some that they call out and some that are just like floating around. Mm -hmm. Um, so the song sweet home, Alabama, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. That was really, it really came back around in the early two thousands. It really, it did. Shots in general, mechanical bulls. Oh. Just chef's kiss for all of this. And so we go through all these different woos. The and skanks, the sluts. The sk like, slut, you're a whore. Yeah, it's all. You're a whore, skank. <laughs> you dumb whores. <laughs> the way she says that is the best one. Um, oh. And so 
then Lily and Robin get into this conversation that is very clearly a takeoff of um, Spaceballs. Because in Spaceballs, it's the Druish princess. Yep. And so they're talking about how she doesn't look Druish. And um, here we get wooish instead. And She's a cultural you know, woo. She's a cultural woo. She just observes the high holidays of Mardi Gras on spring break. Um, if you don't know any Jewish people, these are Jewish jokes. And she d- Jamie she Lynn Sigler is Jewish, too. Oh, Jillian. wow. Another yeah. Leia. Another Leia. Another Leia. Um, tell us a little about Jamie Lynn. Do you know anything about her? Yeah, so we know her best as really Meadow Soprano. That's right. Soprano, Soprano. I never watched. Me neither. Okay, I thought like you're gonna be like, oh no, it was too it was too dark for me, like too visceral. I can't. Yeah. You know what it is? I can't handle like big guys with feel like complex feelings. Yeah. Uh huh. It's too it's yeah. too much for me. It's too close to home. <laughs> I like, no. can understand. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. She is actually both Sephardic Jew and Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi. Wow. Yeah. Both. So super duper, not just cultural, not just cultural, but that's through her dad, right? So mm. as but her mom oh. is Cuban and was raised Catholic, wow. later converted to Judaism. So I remember in my what comparative world religion class, huh? What a tapestry, right? For real. And I remember um, in my comparative world religion class, learning that certain like is it sects of like Judaism. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you can't be considered that unless your mother Mom. was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I That's don't know. usually how it is. I, I believe. Um, yeah. So she had to convert. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Well, yeah. And, uh, I think that's really, oh, she was in a movie called Jutopia. <laughs> she did the birthright tour. Oh, nice. She also sings. Interesting. I, oh God, was it her? Shoot, I was reading about, I think it was her. I was reading about uh, like things that they've done and I'm pretty sure that she had said like she was really embarrassed by the album that she released and that oh, she God. really shouldn't have. Oh, my Lord. Um, And I felt sad about that. Whoever it was, like, don't be embarrassed. Yeah, right. Unless it's like Rebecca know. Black. Remember that shit? I actually thought about her the other day. I think Oof. about her probably more than I should. I mean, what a, what a what a just a fucking time capsule that was. Mm. Um, yeah, so and then we segue perfectly into from that scene perfectly into a Princess Leia joke. So it's like all spaceballs, spaceballs, fucking Italian. Spaceballs, spaceballs. Certo. It goes like spaceballs, and then it goes into this joke about Princess Leia, topless, of Ted drawing. Drawing her for Barney, and at first you think he's looking at the building, right? It's mm-hmm. so beautiful, and no, it's it's a topless Leia. So, I mean, I would like to see that, just yeah. to see. I didn't know yeah. Ted had the skills, you know. But you know, he is why an architect. Fuck? He does draw. I guess, but why the fuck's Lily painting Barney naked? True. If Ted's drawn the female form like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good um, point. So. 
we cut back to the bar and Robin asks Jillian a question about teaching second grade. And just like that, Jillian can shut off the woo girl and go right into talking about the rye technique and the Waldorf school and all this shit. So at least she's multidimensional, right? Yeah. And that's the truth about woo girls. They fucking have their shit semi together outside of the bar. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I've Absolutely. been a woo girl. I was okay, so I was going to ask you Ooh, girl. About about that. So I also have compiled some oh photographs God. of myself and my woo girl. I have albums. Of your woo girl phase? Albums. Oh my God. Of the woo girl phase, but I have a couple that I chose. <gasps> I luckily do not have a ton of evidence of being a woo girl, and it was much later in my life. But I think that almost adds that extra layer to woo girls, right? Because these bitches aren't, like, 19. They're in their fucking 30s. Yeah. And that's really what ices the cake, right? It's not like these college girls that are being woo girls. Exactly. These are older women who, like, are supposed to maybe have their shit together. Right, whatever that means. Right. Um, but what do you, while you're looking for that, what I, would I the, just sent them to you. What would the equivalent of woo girls be with dudes? I don't know. I was trying to think. Like, I, I hate the word, like, himbo. I don't think that's a thing that exists. Yeah, no, because they're not necessarily Just like a dude. Not even like a douche. It's like, it's like, um, it's like the fucking Jersey Shore guys. Like, that's what I think of. Like, those, yeah. a juice like, head? um, like a juice head. Yeah. Yeah. Like a gorilla juice head. That's the perfect term. You know, getting super drunk. Maybe they don't woo, but they fucking, you know, fight each other and all that shit. And there's always alcohol involved. Like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Juice heads and woo girls. They should just all end up together, you know? Happy little family. I usually do, I feel like. I yeah. love Jillian's line about, she's like, you guys, my boob just fell out at the bar. Trick, I pulled it out for a free drink. Trick! Woo! Oh, and Trick. Before, we, before we cut back, Marshall has gotten a call from Lily, and mm. he's like, huh, Lily's at a bar with, Lily and Robert are giddy-ups with a bunch of woo girls, and Barney teleports the fucking signature run, which opens a portal to every shady bar in New York City. It's basically his flu powder, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. And he pops up at fucking Giddy Ups moments later. But and I feel he, like Lily's still talking to Marshall. Yeah, yeah. She's hanging up the phone and mm-hmm. in comes Barney in his flat, uh, completely treadless dress shoes, which just make the best sound and <laughs> On the floor. It's so fucking good. He really pounds on them. And so his he shows physical up. comedy. We talk about this all the time. And at like the end of the episode too. Whew, oh with the God. The commitment. The commitment. Um so he appears and he shames and scolds Lily for hiding the pack of woo girls from mm-hmm. them. Because he's been saying for years that they need, nay, deserve. A woo girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I fucking agree. Someone in the chat during the episode said, where's Lily's friend Michelle? She would be a fucking woo oh, yeah. girl. But I feel like Michelle had her shit too much together. Michelle's too cool. 
Michelle's very cool. She has her fucking dissertation. I mean, those girls, these other girls have jobs too, but like, she seemed like she had her shit together and it was only with Lily that she had the revertigo. The revertigo. Yeah, uh-huh. these bitches are like this all the time. Um, and then we get a, an incredible speech from from Barney. <laughs> He's really on his fucking soapbox this uh-huh. episode. Um, and he says the world needs woo girls, and we get an excellent list of all the things that wouldn't exist without woo girls. We've got girls gone wild, <laughs> bachelorette parties, poolside bars in Vegas, um, souvenir sh- the, the entire souvenir shot glass industry. True. Body glitter, um, stretch Hummer rentals, and tiny cowboy hats. It would only be worn by tiny, tiny cowboys. cowboys. That's it. And then if Brown Eyed Girl came on the jukebox, there would only be silence. And Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, He has such good timing. Such good timing. Such good timing. Um and then we get the start of the woo Dr. Seuss shit, you know. Who would woo Lily? Who? Would you? Woo? Would you woo Lily? So fucking good. So well written. Really is. Oh, God. It just makes me, like, giggle. It's so fun. And this episode is so fast, zip, too. Zip, 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 zip. Scene, 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 scene. It's, it's a beast time. It's episode, yep. man. Mm-hmm. Our English muffin boys. Our English muffin boys do it again. <laughs> Um, so we're back with Ted and he's like completely just dove head first into work and says that it felt really good to be working on something that was important. And I can understand that. I know like Chris just got a new job and he feels really passionate about what he's working on. And he's like, it just feels good to work on something that I feel good about. And Kate, I wonder, are you feeling that way too? Cause you said you're really enjoying your new job. Yeah. I feel like. I'm finally being I'm I finally have the space to have ideas again. Mm. Um I was I was very it was like a two it was like a two-pronged thing that was happening where I was being micromanaged, which makes me shut down. It's, I'm a type B person and I cannot fucking stand that. Um I was being micromanaged by two people and then Oof. also I was in a one-way competition with somebody um, that I wasn't trying to participate in, but it kept happening to me where they were clearly um, trying to show me up and to to one-up me all the time and be the first person to have an idea and to, you know, and I'm an introvert. So mm. I, it just made me shut down. And But now well, I'm in a remote situation where that can't happen to me and I'm having ideas again. I feel so good working from home. I, I don't so panic good. at night. Like I never sleep. late to work. No, <laughs> never I told late. her, I'm like, I just love being home. I love being home so yeah. much. Yeah, It's really nice. And, um, I don't have anybody trying to come up with the first best idea first. I mean, that just like shuts my brain off. And so I came into this like, well, I know I can write things. I'm just scared that I'm not going to be able to come up with anything new. Like I have nothing to Mm. offer. It's day two and I'm already coming up with ideas. That's amazing. It's like regenerated. So yeah, it, it definitely feels a lot better to have have something more meaningful. So I totally feel Ted with him getting his hopes up here. Yeah. So finally, the morning of the presentation arrives, and we see Ted give this presentation. 
And it was so strange because he just like collapses the easel and walks out. Like maybe it was the end of the questions or whatever. I don't know. But it wasn't because they, he like wrapped up like the presentation. I know. It was so. What it's they TV, like, I know, but they were like, there won't be any questions. You need to get out of the building immediately after you give this. That's how we do it at GMB. You have five minutes and to 22 get, seconds exactly to hit to, the pavement, bitch. Security's going to rough you up on the way out. Yeah, I'm just like, what is that? Like, it just made me laugh. I don't yeah. know. It's just TV. Yeah, yeah, it's just TV. Yep, yep, mm. yep. Anyway, so eventually. Uh, they meet up with Barney and Ted's like, yo, give me the good news. But unfortunately, Ted did not get the job, which was just devastating to Ted. You know, eventually, eventually, but the board decided to go with Sven and Barney's really just, playing it up. Looking yeah. devastated himself. Mm-hmm. He Bullshit. looks, he looks heartbroken to have to deliver that mess, that message. <sighs> And then just then you hear this music and the camera like kind of swings around and you see <laughs> Robin standing with like her top half out of a sunroof, wearing a tank top, a big statement necklace, cowboy hat, yep. chugging a bottle, letting out the wooiest woo that you have ever heard in a stretch Hummer limo. And I just. <laughs> just so. It was such a perfect moment of of television. <laughs> You know, she's just free, man. Mm-hmm. That woo was like throaty and <laughs> primal. <laughs> a yawp, as Walt yeah. Whitman would say. Yes. <laughs> um, oh inside at McLaren's, Ted is so upset. And, he, you know, he says something. He goes, you know, I, I really thought I nailed the pitch. And I oh. wrote in my notes, ugh. This has happened to me so many times mm. with interviews, and it's yeah. so disheartening. And I stopped, and then I looked and went and looked for jobs to see if anything had been posted. A job had been posted that day, and I <gasps> fucking applied for it then and there. <gasps> wow! So I was thankful when you said, if, you know, moving the um, the time, because I still had a... I knew I could finish my notes. Yeah. No problem. But, like, I had taken a major break to just apply for this job. Like, major I didn't, break? Yep. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah. So we'll see. Keep my fingers um, crossed. Yeah. Um, so Barney tells Ted that he did everything he could, but they just wouldn't budge. And poor Ted, you know, he just really needed the job. And Marshall, good friend that he <clears throat> is, offers to accompany Ted to the current GNB building so they can just, you know, pee on it a little. But Ted's like, yeah. I think I need that. Oh, poor Ted. I know, and I love how Marshall just, like, knows what his best friend needs. And yeah. It's just He's, there for him. He is an excellent friend all around this episode. This episode is such a... I love this episode because it's all about, like, friendship. Yeah. You know? Yep. Very much so. Between the dudes and the girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So... They're on the boys are on their way out as Robin walks in and <laughs> Robin's like, What happened? She's like, Oh, Ted didn't just didn't get the job, but that's not the biggest disappointment of the day. <laughs> She's like, I saw you. And she saw who? Saw, saw you. Who? I saw you woo. And there's like this whole cute little exchange. Like you said, Your the doctor's just screw. And Robin finally points out the obvious that Willie's married and Robin is still single and she yeah. is the third wheel. And sometimes right. it is fun to be dumb and just woo. And you yeah, know what? Man. 
It fucking is. It is fun to woo. It's fun to woo, and I definitely relate to having a different group of friends when you're single. Because it's you can fucking stay out all night. Like when mm-hmm. I was when I was between things and I was <laughs> out a lot. I mean, I I was friends with people I haven't fucking seen since high school. Because I they sent were you in a similar position as me. I sent you seven images. Oh, I can't wait to see the fucking woo girl images. I can't fucking wait. Um Well it's but, really five. Two were just extras. I cannot wait. I can't fucking evolved. wait. Um, but yeah, so it it's just what happens. Like you want people who are in the same situation as you are to be able to commiserate, to fucking blow it out, not to judge you. Because like mm-hmm. I remember feeling, even if it isn't intentional, there's like this judgment, right? Yeah. Of, of like you should be further along and even if it's internal you just want to go out and not feel that at all like you want to get sloppy you want to fall down in the middle of the street like a sack of potatoes which you want to eat a hot dog that fell on the floor of an elevator yeah man you want to drink someone's drink off the bar when they go to the bathroom and then leave the bar before they get back these are things Definitely. you want to do. You just want to be a fucking mess, and you want someone there to be like, same girl. Fucking yeah. same. You want someone to be like, woo! Yeah, when it happens. And I yeah. think I think it is, it is more important for girls to have a time to woo. I agree. Because we, there are so many more. It's such a freeing time in your life. Absolutely. And there are so many more like social constrictions on us, like how Mm -hmm. to act in public, how to look and dress and talk and, you know, just all this like respectability shit that just feels fucking good, man. I was going to bring that up too about like, I I say this a lot, like I love the secret life of teachers like Jillian, Mm. like, you know, that was one thing. Jesus. Yeah. She was like, no, she didn't seem like this. She's so nice and quiet at school. Right. Right. Like, and teachers are held to a higher moral standard because we work with children. Second layer. Yeah. Yeah. So they're at second layer. So you would not expect Jillian at all to be a woo girl, but I just love. It's awesome. Yeah. It's perfect. It really is. Um, So Marshall's at work being the best friend a guy could ask for. The best. He stands up to Bilson. I mean, this is something that that could get him fired, reprimanded. You know, like this this place sucks and it's a it's a risk that he takes, but he he knows he loves his best friend. So he says, I really think Ted Mosby would have done a great job. And Billson says, yeah, me too. That's why I voted for him. So now we know that Barney was lying when mm-hmm. he said that he tried his hardest and Billson blocked it. And I just was like, why do we let Barney get away with this so much? I know. Like, this is Ted's livelihood. And this is after Ted fucking dumped him and didn't talk to him for, like, weeks. You think he would be even more about it to help his buddy? That's where I said, like, you know, sometimes Barney surprises us in a good way, like when he does stuff for, like, Marshall and Lily and... But sometimes not so good. And this was one of those ways I just felt so disappointed and let down. Yeah, it was his impulsiveness. Mm -hmm. Like, there was first the impulse to be a good friend, right? Like, get him the job. And then Sven happens. So 
Marshall calls Barney or Barney calls Marshall. No, Marshall calls Barney for a (laughs) conference call and um, they fight it out on the roof. We find out what really happened because in classic Himian fashion, we didn't get that whole scene when when Ted was rushed out of the building. Um, After Ted leaves, it seems like he's got the job. In the bag, even Barney says we don't even need to meet Sven, but then somehow Sven has gotten access to the building's electrical codes and has... Sh- even, like, the emergency lights are <laughs> out. <laughs> like, it, it looks like the whole floor goes black. Yep. And then up comes Sven with a fog machine, stage lights. That's a whole pr- production. Um Barney jumped. You see, like, his silhouette, like, yeah, jump back. Yeah, yeah, uh, So there's Sven. And they've got, they're not just an uh, architecture collective, they're also a band? There's like a keyboard, it's like a I, whole fucking, it's a whole experience, right? Um, and it made me wonder if the, these three are like a comedy group or something? No, like, there's like no connection. There's no connection. <laughs> none of them are is foreign. The, is the front guy anything in other things? He's very yeah, good. Yeah, so Main Kevin Sven. Christie is his okay. name. He's uh, he's lead Sven. I called him lead Sven, even though he's credited as Sven number one. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Lester Linden oh. on Masters of Sex. Um, he's also a writer and a stand-up comic. Okay. Um, he was in Escape to Witch Mountain and Dude, Where's My Car? So this was interesting. Whoa, or not interesting, but second Sven is named Sam Littlefield. He's the one I think that doesn't talk. Okay. Because when I looked at the picture for uh third Sven right. that He's picture the conference looked, call guy yeah yeah it looked like conference call guy um but Sam Littlefield plays this character mouse on the series Batwoman on the CW so he's currently working but I didn't see anything else for the rest <laughs> but nobody else is working <laughs> only the Sven with no lines great yeah and then oh. uh Ted Cannon who plays Sven 3 um yeah he's had a few parts here and there but really nothing like, not I think a lot. this is probably his most lines wow so this is still on their resumes. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I love thinking about that when I see commercials. I'm like, this is on someone's resume. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Sven is going to build a dinosaur building. And it just so happens <laughs> that the search committee director is going to get the coolest office in the whole building. Shocker, right? Huh. And it's going to be in the brain of a T-Rex. Of course, that's Barney. So he, I mean, as this is happening, you know exactly why <laughs> he changed his mind. It breathes mm-hmm. fire. There's a strip club in the letter N. I feel like if it breathes fire, then it should be a dragon, not a T-Rex. Same. And I feel like Marshall maybe should have brought that up, like about the, because he brought up the T-Rex thing. Yeah, I felt like for sure. Because he's very... Can you hear the chickens? They're going crazy. Um, But yeah, so... Obviously the best line in this scene is... (laughs) Press it! Press it for glory! For glory? Like Like he does such a good job. I was like, who is he? He he just seemed very, very confident. So I thought... I thought for somebody who was like a bit actor... Or, you know, has like a... This tiny scene... Tiny role in this yeah. show. He, he really just delivered. Really, really well. Yeah, right? Like, really into it. Good job, Sven, number one. Super um, proud. Yeah, so 
Marshall's pissed because Barney fucking sold Ted out because he wanted to live in a fucking T-Rex But he's a stand-up brain. comic. That is, hmm, so he's, I'm not surprised he's super confident. Hmm, true. A Takes lot of them the have, have unearned confidence. Yes, <laughs> they do. Anyway. Anyway. Um, sorry. So, yeah. Barney, Barney's like, no, it's not. It's a better building. But it breathes fire, Marshall. Fire, Marshall. Ha, ha, ha. And then Marshall decides basically semi-friendship over. Conference calls are done. And also, don't forget that pigeons hold grudges. And we get this awesome little scene of Marshall <laughs> calling the pigeons. Like it's cool, cool, cool. I just and love him so much. He's the fucking best. And... The pigeons arrive like in the birds, where they just like slowly land one by one until mm-hmm. you realize something's wrong. So, excellent <laughs> fucking scene, great direction, great writing, perfect, perfect. We cut back to Giddy Ups, and Jillian is telling the group about how her charity raised ten thousand dollars to combat childhood illiteracy, which is a really serious issue, and that is woo worthy, <clears throat> but. They understand the gravitas of the mm. situation, and so they give it a more solemn woo. And if you, <laughs> solemn woo. Yeah. if you use closed caps, so I wrote that in my notes, right? And I love closed captions. Oh, Ugh. same. Yep, same. It says woo solemnly. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and then Robin says this line. And Robin's that I just, there without Lily. Yeah. That's, <sighs> oh my God. Fucking love You're it. right. I fucking love it. Whew. She Robin makes, right says in. this line that I don't. I just. Oh, it's someone so just perfect. earned herself an ass first ride down the dance floor spank canyon. It is so good. Like what? Even it Robin, it is. It's like the woo girl epitome. Like that is just woo. An ass first ride down the dance floor spank canyon. It's so good. Bravo, so then, boys. Bravo. Then this next exchange with Lily shows up, and it's so <clears throat> cringy. Yeah. It's just so bad. Lily shows up to prove that she's, like, young and can, like, still hang with the single girls. And right. it's just bad. She has this tiny fireman hat on. And yeah. she's like, oh, she tries to say everything that everyone else is saying. She's like, oh, this is our anthem. anthem. <laughs> yeah. LL Cool J. And it just hurt me to watch. I know. And now it's completely oh. flipped because at the start of the episode, Robin was jealous of Jillian, right? And now mm-hmm. now Lily's jealous because she's the one that's left out and also <laughs> starting to feel like she's the the loser. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And we cut to the barn real quick to Barney on the roof drinking beer with the Svens and... Sven 3 says he doesn't understand the idea of the conference call. That <laughs> lead Sven deems that a waste of time. So then they start to do some push-ups. And I read something about the Svens saying that, like, their last names, the way they end, like the, the <clears> suffix, <throat> yeah, um, indicates that they probably would be more, like, Norwegian or something like that other than Swedish. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, just, like, their character last names. Gotcha. And I remember reading it and thinking that was interesting, but not worthy to spend time to do a deep dive. Perfect. FYI. Didn't feel like doing Let me go back to Giddy Ups and you want to... Huh? You didn't feel like doing, like, an Ancestry.com? No. Didn't feel the need to. Cool. That sounds good. Uh, Back at Giddy Ups, we're getting a real primer in Woo Girl 
uh, conversation, Woo Girl Dialogue, which is basically just, you're a slut. Woo! <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. You're a uh, skank. You're a skank. No, and- you whore. You're a whore. Shots are on you. You know, like, oh, God. And it's, no, it's never that obvious, but have I called my friends a fucking slut bag? Yes. All the time. All the a time. slam pig? Slam pig. Daily. Daily. So, um, we're reclaiming these words, okay? Yeah. Um, so, of course, Lily blows it because it's like, She's like an alien in this land where she's like, oh, I hear what they're doing. I'll try it. Yeah, I, I, I wrote, Lily looks excited. Like, she's finally cracked the code. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You're all a bunch of prostitutes. I was just like, oh. <laughs> and I bet you have STDs. Oh. Great. And there's Come no on. woos. They're just like, and they move on. So that leaves Robin and Lily together. Great bit of dialogue here between them about... You know, Lily feels like she's the loser and Robin's like, no, that's not it at all. Like, yes, I'm hanging out with these people, but it's it's not that there's something wrong with you. Like, these aren't cool girls. They are sad girls. And for me, that was true. I was in a very yeah. sad place. Oh, my. The darkest. Yes. I was crawling my way out of the darkness back yes. into the light. It's it's when you're in survival <laughs> mode is when you are yeah. a woo girl. Um or the most susceptible to woo, to wooeyism, as it were. <laughs> and um Robin's like, listen closely to why they woo. You know? And so we get this fucking just brilliant scene of so good. all the girls wooing. And then what their woos, what what they're covering with their woos. And we get, I cry in the shower and I fucking love that girl. She's doing great work. She's doing great fucking work. Um, And then I've never been on a second date. Woof, girlfriend. Um, What if I never get to be a mom? Gets real heavy. Oh my God. And then... Um, we get Jillian's friend who's in love with Jillian. What's her Jillian name? Jillian can only be so lucky. Right? And so it's bi- It's another bisexual. What's? Do we know her name? Uh, they're listed, but I couldn't figure it out because they don't ever really say. And I would have had to do a lot of IMDb clicking. Perfect. Bisexual woo girl! You know, assuming she's not a full closeted lesbian, which could be possible, but we'll give her bisexual woo girl. And then in slides Ted. <laughs> his love life and his career are going nowhere poor guy it's been a rough year for ted rough couple mm-hmm. months so um robin's like don't you know don't pity them too much because i'm your best friend and i'm one of them and i love I'm, her like self-awareness yeah she's like i'm i'm lost right now i don't have a job i'm single like i mm-hmm. I just need to woo sometimes, and, you know, being with you kind of takes the woo out of me. But if something's really important, of course, I'll I'll turn to you. So um, Lily decides, or Lily promises that the two of them can hang out without Marshall sometimes. He doesn't have to follow everywhere, and then up rolls Marshall. Right on cue. The most, the most woo girl cowboy hat, maybe ever. Ever. Pink with the fucking suit, like the card suits on them. Why was that so big? I don't know. I don't. 
iconic object in Hemium lore right there, that fucking hat. And then we find out that Barney, from Barney, because everyone's there now, we find out that GNB fired Sven and that Ted got the job. And Ted's really excited um, and feeling relieved and um, then... Barney kind of makes the search committee stand in for him and says, you know, like, you really mean a lot to the search committee. And he's like, that's fucking weird. And Barney's about to confess that it was his fault. And then Marshall steps in and stops that. So he's just being a fucking good friend everywhere. And um, even Barney admits that Marshall is, is Ted's best friend for that. Because the, the main reason was not to protect Barney. It was because Ted was finally happy and that's just what he's been trying to do. So um, all the dudes do a do a light-up shot together because, of course, it's giddy-ups and that's a thing. <laughs> and we hear from future Ted that Marshall... This is just fucking great. We hear from pu- future Ted that Marshall does eventually tell Ted what happened. Ten, like min- ten, minutes, ten late. minutes later. When he yeah. was hammered, right? And that they put him on the mechanical bull and set it to paint mixer and left. So then in the moment, we get information that is probably why they hooked him up to that fucking bull, because Barney said he has an inner ear issue and would never Mm -hmm. do that, even if you paid him. So then we cut to three hours later, and (laughs) Barney is coming off the fucking paint mixer and just, like, keeps getting up and falling it's down so in the background of this wonderful little this wonderful little vignette of bisexual woo girl pulling a lily and being like, you know, it would be stupid if, like, we found a guy to have a threesome once tonight. And then, like, the two of us. Had. Yeah, like, even if we don't find a guy, like, we could just, like, fucking, you know, stupid. It's so stupid. It'd be so stupid. So, Barney keeps trying to get up, trying to get up, trying to get up, because Jillian's like, ooh, let's go find that guy, Ted. And I'm like, did Ted get another tricycle under his belt that night? Probably. We know it evaded Barney. But I guess... He was so good. I was re-watching the end of the episode earlier this afternoon, and and Chris walked by at that point at the episode where he just kept falling, and he... I had... You couldn't even hear it, and he just was cracking up. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so good. I feel mm-hmm. like, like, I understand why people who are not, like, super, super, super obsessed with a show like Barney, because, like, just seeing him without sound, he's funny. Dropping in on an episode, he's, like, clearly the funniest one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I love Marshall, and I think Marshall's the fucking funniest, but that's because, like, his shit is very, very subtle. You know what I mean? Like, Liz's favorite is fucking Barney. Like, immediately that was her favorite. And he makes her, like, cry laughing. It's like, it's a very... His stuff is is very broad. Do you know what I mean? So, good job, Neil Patrick Harris. Crushing it as always. He's so good. He's just so good. Freaking good. What's your legendary moment from this fucking awesome episode? What hat? What hat? good one like just the way like he's so i believed he was drunk yeah wow so good um mine is oh it's france just 
fucking love it. Or the Spank Canyon. What a fucking yeah. line. That I, is a pretty good one, too. Spank Canyon's runner-up for me. That was also really fucking good. Um, all right. Let's get into these ledge mos. We have so many of them. I know. Thank you, everybody, for sending them in. Remember, if you are a patron, you get yours read in its entirety. And we've got some long ones tonight. Caitlin, get ready. <laughs> All right. Our first one comes from Johnny. And Johnny is one of our patrons. So we are going to read this whole one out loud. That's right. He writes, hey, K&K, here's my ledge mofar. Woo! <clears throat> It is the conversation between Robin and Lily in the cold open. Robin is talking with Lily and starts to talk about how the story gets really good. Marshall walks in and Robin gets all cryptic. After being cryptic, Marshall's response of, oh my God, you and the guy from the mayor's office did it in the UN building under the desk of the ambassador from (laughs) Zaire? Nice. One of my most favorite cold openings for this show. I've been to York, North Dakota, and the public library. I'm in beer sales, and when traveling along Highway 2, which is a major thoroughway in York, I will stop at the library to use the restroom. I thought you guys wanted to know that it has a nice restroom. Yeah, As far as I'm concerned, Ted Mosby designed that fucking bathroom. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love that, Johnny. Thank you so much for writing in with that little tidbit. I love it so much. Okay, the next one is Lisa, who's also a patron. And what's funny is Lisa originally wrote her legendary moment for this like months and months ago. Um, and then she, she sent us this updated one. So she says, hi ladies. First of all, I'm sorry to miss the last couple of episodes. Working from home has really thrown off my sense of time. Girl, same. Uh, so glad to get back into the swing of submitting with this gem of an episode. Secondly, I would like to say thank you for hosting a group watch of this episode. I had so much fun, and I'm glad to know that I am not the only woo girl in this fam. I can't wait to do it again. You're also not the only Broadway girl. It really got into, like, serious Broadway chat toward the end. Mm-hmm. Very much enjoyed that. Uh, we got a lot of Broadway fans within the Hymium uh, universe. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I submitted a legendary moment over a year ago for this. Yes, you did. So please use this instead. It's the same moment, just tweaked. Honestly, the whole episode is just full of legendary moments, but it's when all the girls are at the bar and start wooing. There are captions on what each woo means. My absolute favorite is when Ted woos and the captions say that his woo means my career and love life are headed nowhere. Mm. It's just hilarious and I think about it all the time. It's so relatable and Ted is the worst so I crack (laughs) up every time. Woo! Thank you, Lisa. And then we have a legendary moment from a brand new person, David, who submitted it to us through our website, which is so beautiful. We're going to woo for that website. Woo! Woo! Ted wooing. Now only my love life's a disaster because I feel that. Oof. Amen. Uh, Next up is another is another newbie, Carlin. And Carlin's legendary moment is press it, press it for glory. (laughs) Another fucking solid one. Um, Very good. Especially the inflection at the end of glory. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yep. So good. Another one of our patrons, Matthew, writes, Hey, K&K, woo, is one of my favorite episodes of the season because it is so much fun stuff. As a result, I'm going to cheat a little and have one main legendary moment and an honorable mention. Well, as a patron, Matthew, you are allowed to do that. Yep. The main moment for me is everything involving Sven. 
Their sudden appearance from nowhere for their presentation, the exaggerated Swedish accents, the Tyrannosaurus Rex model that spits fire, and the line, press it, press it for glory. <laughs> Abruptly doing push-ups during the conference call, Teb's <clears throat> fervent mocking disdain in an equally exaggerated voice. I just love it all. The honorable mention is the subtext of the different woo girls' woos, as well as Ted's. I always find subtext interesting in writing, and when it's transformed from subtext to actual text, it can yield some very insightful moments, as it does in this episode. As always, thank you for such a wonderful and fun podcast. It really brightens my day when a new episode arrives, in this, <clears throat> especially in this time of chaos and confusion. Stay beautiful and awesome. Oh, thank you, Aww, Matthew. Thanks, that was Matthew. so nice. I definitely like <clears throat> still need to do this, especially... Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. This time. Um, next up is Jeff, and Jeff's legendary moment is the conference call. Runner up to drunk Marshall saying, what hat? Because it cracks me up every time. I love what hat. Good ones, Jeff. Our next legendary moment is from Tish, another one of our patrons. And Tish writes, hey, ladies, thanks again for doing the podcast. It's a welcome distraction during these times. I loved our HB family watch along the weekend. It was so nice to put faces to names. Hopefully next time my camera will work. My legendary moment is a line interaction between Lily and Robin, like woo Lily, like woo. I can woo. That's not true. All the rhyming gets me. P.S. I got my umbrella and it's amazing. I can't wait until it rains so I can use it. Regards, Tish. Oh, yay. yay. Thanks, Tish. Send us a picture. Yes, please. Um, Next up is Abha, one of our international friends. We have so many now. Um, And Abha's legendary moment is the woo cry of Ted that states, my career and love life are headed nowhere. At this moment, I feel exactly like Ted. Oof. Abha, we've all been there. Don't worry. Nothing is permanent. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Ben, another one of our patrons, writes, Hey, ladies. On the stream, I did say that I'd send in an audio message for this one, but I wrote so many down, so couldn't be bothered. I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) Here they are in semi-chronological order. Whoever gets the unlucky task of reading these out, feel free to skip some if too long. No, Ben, you're a patron. That's, That's not the point. (laughs) <laughs> but it is a, I keep getting all these long ones to read. Sucka. <laughs> I swear I didn't do it on purpose. I believe that. They I go trust in the you. order that they come in. Marshall continuously jumping in <clears throat> with TMI. Yes, I agree with that one. I love that. <laughs> exactly. It's a tie. Barney versus verse Marshall. Sven in general. Sweden slash France. <laughs> Passionate speech giving Barney. The conference call. The woos. The rhymes. NPH running. Teleporting Barney. Freedom charges, sex joke in Marshall's office, T-Rex and NPH reaction, Barney at end. The defense rests. I hope everyone is coping well with this damn crow problem. I know that joke, <laughs> joke is no better the second time. Um, it's a great, terrible joke. Love it. COVID-19. Next up (laughs) is Richard. And Richard's another one of our patrons. He says, hey, ladies, my legendary moment this week is the way Sven says, press the button, press it for glory, as Barney looks on in childhood amazement. Marshall gets big best friend MVP points all this episode. Hell yeah. Barney lets Ted down, avoids taking the blame, and has to be forced by Marshall to make the right choice. For the New Yorkers, I'm thinking Giddy Ups is based on Coyote Ugly. Oh, yeah. Or it's a seedier, or it's seedier ripoff, Hogs and Heifers. Ew. Ew. Check out their Google Max profile. It's like woo in picture form. Dude, you're so right. I was wondering if this was like after a specific bar 
Oh, you're, that's absolutely true. You didn't, you didn't get Coyote Ugly? I think I'm, I'm too far removed from that period. And there was no dancing on the bar for me mm. to think Coyote Ugly. But yeah, there mm. was a real, because of Coyote Ugly, there was a real cowboy, cowgirl period there for a minute, huh? Ugh. It was their fault, right? It was their fault. We'll blame them. So bad. Woof. Our next one comes from Julia, and this is her first time leaving a legendary moment for us. So thank you very much, Julia, and welcome. Yay. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? It's, it's very long. Do you yes. want me to give you a break? Okay, great. Yes. So, Julia, <laughs> I like to read people's first email, their, their full one, mostly because they usually compliment us, and that's nice. Mm. Um, so, Julia says, hey, hey, beautiful ladies, long-time listener, first-time writer. I always wanted to say that. First- <laughs> How'd it feel? How'd Let it us feel? know. Firstly, thank you so much for your podcast. It provided entertainment while doing boring stuff at work and continues to bring me joy while laid off. I love... Sorry you got laid off, by the way. Yeah. I know it's happening to everybody. It fucking sucks. And I hope that they plan to hire you back and that you're doing okay. Um, I love Him Yim and love that you created a community for fans of the show in such a fun, positive way. Keep up the good work. Stay safe. And maybe see you next trip in NYC. I'm on the other side of the state and craving a road trip for when it's safe again. Yay! Oh, and, and then Julia says, spoilerish side note, what's with Barney's hate on Buffalo? <laughs> my legendary moment goes out to my mom she doesn't really watch tv series in order and catches shows casually as they come up but this is the one episode she adores my legendary moments are hard to pick so a top three list one the discovery channel like description of what a woo girl is great mm-hmm. one two robin saying what's she turning 19 <laughs> excellent and three marshall with the hat and saying what hat Honorable mention to Robin in the limo wooing. Thanks and have a lovely day. God, there are so Ooh, many good ones. I don't know why ones. that wasn't mine. The throaty yawp of yeah. woo. <laughs> I do, but I do really love Marshall. What hat? What hat? What hat? <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. Number, let's, oh, why was I going to say number? It doesn't matter. Their next one is from Susan. And Susan writes, my legendary moment would have to be Robin explaining that they need to woo. And we find out everyone's reasons for being a woo girl. Love it. And the last one comes from Tanya. And Tanya says, my legendary moment is when Robin is pointing out why the woo girls woo. And then Ted pops out from the crowd with his own woo of my love, life, and career are heading nowhere because I can relate way too hard. Very, very good. Um, thank you guys all so much. I wanted to just read a, like a couple little lines from Walt Whitman because I feel like it really captures the essence of Woo Girls and thus like America. <laughs> so I've been saying the word yop throughout this episode uh-huh. and that's where this uh, it comes from the Walt Whitman pro- poem Song of Myself. First of all, the definition of yop, Y A W P, a harsh or hoarse cry or yelp. Yep, that's a woo. And so this is this is a line from the poem. I too am not a bit tamed. I too am untranslatable. I sound my barbaric yop over the roofs of the world. That's a fucking woo girl line. Walt Whitman was a woo girl. You can't tell me differently. (laughs) So that's it. That's woo. Thank you Uh all so much for listening. 
We will see you next time for The Naked Man. I can tell it by your face. You love it so much. We're going to have a conversation, guys. It's going to be great. We're still going to have fun. But we can't not talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. Okay? Okay. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. No judgment. Whatever your moment is, send it on in. We love you guys. If you loved this recap, leave us an iTunes review. You can also leave one, I think, on Stitcher or some other um, Android platforms. So please do that for us. That would be fantastic. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so you never miss a recap. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.